Hello, I'm Rena Grobe, and I'm Madhvi Ramani, and this is Misinformed, where we'll be talking about our latest internet obsessions. So, Madhvi, what did you get obsessed with this week? I was thinking a lot about cancel culture. It seems to have kind of cropped up everywhere now. And is being used in a lot of different contexts. I know we've covered it before, but I think it's a bit like the phrase "woke." It's just being used in so many different contexts. That I thought it'd be interesting to look at. But I was specifically started thinking about it again because I saw that Kevin Spacey has now got a new movie coming out. It is an Italian indie film directed by Franco Nero called L'Uomo Che Disegno Dio. And quite inappropriately, actually, given that Kevin Spacey got cancelled over inappropriate sexual advances towards a 14-year-old boy, he plays an investigator in a case where a man has been wrongly accused of paedophilia. It's a bit weird. But what's interesting is everyone always says, oh... These people's careers have been ruined. Kevin Spacey, Aziz Ansari, Louis C.K., all of these men who have been called out for or cancelled or provoked outrage because of inappropriate sexual behaviour are all a year on or two years on are doing fine again. It seems like cancel culture, despite everyone going on about it and saying it's kind of this like mob vigilance and people are ruining people's careers. I mean, unless you've gone to jail like Harvey Weinstein or R. Kelly, who is also being criminally convicted, then I think it doesn't really work for these really powerful, famous men. The term cancel culture is actually really interesting because it is a relatively new term in the mainstream vernacular. But actually, it started about six years ago when the concept started to trickle into the mainstream, but the phrase has long been circulated within black culture, and it's kind of assumed that its origin comes from Neil Rogers' 1981 single, Your Love is Cancelled. The concept of cancelling a whole person originated back in 1991 in the film New Jack City and percolated for years before finally emerging online among black Twitter in 2014 thanks to an episode of Love and Hip Hop New York. And since then, the term has exploded onto the scene. And yeah, as you were saying, much like the term woke, it's gone on to take a bunch of different meanings. I think what we're seeing very recently is cancel culture, or at least the term cancel culture being kind of weaponized by the right, in the sense of they're using it as something to be scared of, something negative. It's like, oh, watch out, you'll be canceled, you'll be canceled. But yeah, the reality of it is no one who actually is canceled is really canceled. For these men, there seem to be very few consequences when they are canceled within mainstream culture. Like you say, they come back. Whereas we've kind of seen in the last couple of years, not necessarily canceling in the way that we nowadays think of it, but there have been instances where actresses have sort of been attacked by a vigilante mob justice and their careers have completely suffered. I think Megan Fox is a perfect example of it. She was fired from the Transformers movies and essentially it ruined her career. And although I think like she has starred in films since then, she never really made the comeback to the same height that she was at before. And she had all kinds of terrible accusations thrown at her. She was difficult to work with. 
There was the accusation that she called, I believe, Michael Bay a Nazi or compared his directing style to a Nazi. And then it turns out very recently, audio footage reveals that actually it was the other way around. She was being treated terribly on set, but people just came for her. And again, this isn't the same as like the original meaning of cancel culture, because obviously, as discussed before, what happened with cancel culture is it was something that was part of marginalized communities. And then when it was adopted into the mainstream, specifically by like mainstream white media, it took on a completely different meaning and spiraled out of control and lost sight of what the original purpose of it was, right? The original purpose was to give power to those who don't have it. And yet we've ended up here where Tucker Carlson on Fox is starting a hysteria because Dr. Seuss's family removed a few books from being circulated because they had racist imagery, and all of a sudden Tucker Carlson is screaming about how liberals are trying to cancel Dr. Seuss's and ruin people's childhoods. Cancel culture is being weaponized in such a ridiculous way that is so far from how it was intended, and now we've ended up here. There are some people who have legitimately faced the consequences of being quote-unquote canceled. Bill Cosby, and I guess Harvey Weinstein is another example. There is just something interesting about who faces consequences for their actions and who doesn't. Yeah, but Bill Cosby and Harvey Weinstein are both like, it's criminal prosecutions. Whereas Kevin Spacey, the charge was dropped as a Lanzari, Louis C.K. It's even Ellen. We were talking about Ellen recently and this toxic culture. She is still running her show for another season at least, so... Somebody put it really well and said that cancel culture is more like just accountability. So if you say something stupid and you're a public figure and you therefore rely on the vast majority of people to support your career and give you money, basically, if you come out with something racist or insensitive or sexist or do something that is morally questionable, it is the power of the people to hold you accountable. On the other side, like you said, yeah, it's being weaponized by the right. It's being framed in general uh, reporting and opinion articles as a kind of mob rule, where every white man like Joe Rogan, who has got millions of dollars for his podcast and speaks for three hours straight, because why not? Everyone has to listen to him. He's complaining that, oh, soon it will be like white men, they can't even say anything anymore. But actually... That's not true. They just can't maybe be racist and they're going to be called out for it. But it's interesting because the Republicans or white men have been doing this, like you said, like with Megan Fox, the other way around for a very long time. If you look at it in the sense of censorship, when the New York Times made their 1619 project for educational usage at publicly funded schools and universities free, the 1619 project is a kind of reframing of American history taking into consideration black history and slavery. Republican lawmakers were trying to ban that. Or when Delta Airlines or Major League Baseball spoke out against Georgia lawmakers' restriction of voting rights bills, they tried to strip Delta of its tax exemption or try to legislate in different ways in order to silence them. And Mitch McConnell has said outright, corporations will invite serious consequences if they become a vehicle for far left mobs. So that's also kind of reverse cancel culture, I guess, trying to cancel people speaking out against unjust 
or outright racist, unfair things. In fact, Caitlyn Jenner tweeted recently, it was all over Instagram, when elected governor of California, I will cancel, in caps, cancel culture and wake up the woke. So she's tapping in there to this kind of fear of just people using their voice, I guess, to call people out and hold people accountable. And these people in really privileged positions have never been in that position before. And I guess because of social media and because of all the different voices that are now able to have a platform and to gather and to form communities and strengthen their voices, it is a real threat to the establishment and the old school way of doing things. And those people, Joe Rogan has never had to think about maybe he needs to like not be racist. Apparently it's such an affront to him that anyone should have to think about just being respectful to other people and not just saying harmful shit that can really result in violence and harmful and terrible consequences. In 2019, the New Republic's Osita Nivu observed just how frequently some media outlets have compared cancel culture to violent political uprising, ranging from ethnocide to torture under dictatorial regimes. What they're doing is they're, obviously they've weaponized it and they're exaggerating the consequences of cancel culture, but they're pushing it to the forefront as like a real social issue that we should be worrying about. Fox News, for example, has made cancel culture a focal point of their coverage. And actually, a recent survey found that people who voted Republican were more than twice as likely to know what cancel culture was compared with people who voted Democrats. And this is interesting because they observed that, and even though it seems like Republicans seem to know what cancel culture is more, it is more likely for Democrats to be the ones who are doing the quote-unquote canceling. In an interview recently, LeVar Burton, who Star Trek fans will know from Star Trek and people like me will know from reading Rainbow as children, he recently in an interview said that in terms of cancel culture, I think it's misnamed. I think we have a consequence culture and consequences are finally encompassing everyone. Now, we obviously know that's like not entirely true because very few of these men are actually facing consequences, but I understand what he's saying. It's going back to what you pointed out about Joe Rogan and his podcast. These people are genuinely not used to people criticizing what they're saying. We're entering a new age where what you say can potentially have consequences. Not for everyone. I think it's not even not being criticized because I don't think it's a criticism. I think it's a bit more like that you have to think about what you say because the power is not all yours anymore. There's definitely a shift in power and I think that social media plays a huge part in this because, I mean, we talked about this in our last episode about Palestine. In the past, there has been one group of people controlling the way information is spread and now there's been a democratization of how we spread information. I mean, obviously, it always, as everything, as cancel culture, it can go really far in the other direction. But now, if you say something racist, if people disagree with you about that, if they disagree with your racist statement, they have the means to make their voice heard public in a very large-scale way. They're just not used to being called out or challenged or pointed out that their views might not be right because they've just been forever surrounded by people who agree with them or considering the effect on other people as well there's something about that had to care i think maybe you deep down know that what you're saying is racist but you don't care because it doesn't 
there are no, it's not even that there are no consequences, but if I'm sitting in a room with all my friends and I say something racist, it doesn't affect anyone immediately. Obviously it affects people. Perpetuating racism affects people, no doubt, but... But you're also not a public figure that has big impact and also is reliant on people's support of you in order to make your living too, because that's how cancel culture got started. It has its roots in black history further back because the way that the black community could assert its voice and its power was its decision making in do I spend my money at this company for example which is fundamentally racist or something like that that's how they asserted their power and made decisions and every person has the right to make decisions you know do you want to buy from Amazon or not do you think it's ethical to do that or not. That's not really even cancel culture. I think the problem with cancel culture is that the now, the phrase, like I said, it's just everywhere all of a sudden and everyone is using it so much and we maybe need a new phrase, like maybe just accountability or respect culture or I don't know, we need something because this is now, if it's weaponized, there's one side and the other and the words being used all over the place, it turns into something else and it doesn't... For me, cancel doesn't really communicate what it is, if mm. you know what I mean. Do you not think that there's any way for us to go back to its original meaning? Because I feel like regardless of what we do, say we now start calling it call-out culture, let's say, how long until that gets weaponized to mean something else? Like, Do you think there's a way that we can potentially save the sort of grassroot idea behind cancel culture? I think there's definitely a great idea behind it, but I think just the phrase is ruined and maybe... When you say a phrase, you have a load of, any person has a load of associations already with that phrase, whether they're from the right or the left, or they've been reading about it, whatever. And so it's reductive. Mm. And so maybe just removing the phrase altogether and still having the idea behind it in order to still try to hold people accountable is a really good idea. But like we say a lot, like when there's just one phrase or when more of a deeper discussion is not had, everyone's defenses go up and we have more of a problem. I want to say something about Joe Rogan because it reminded me of something a friend of mine told me about driving mm -hmm. because I feel very nervous on the road. A male friend of mine said once, oh, I hear this a lot from women because women, when they're driving, they're always thinking, oh, what about that person? What about this person? And I think there was some research actually in mobility that showed that the woman is thinking about everyone on the road and what could possibly happen. And they're in this machine, but they realize that it's a very powerful killing machine with the potential to, you know, cause an accident at any moment. So they're nervous, a bit more nervous on the street and a bit more stressed. Whereas men just get into a car and just go and like, okay, this is my car. I'm going, I'm in charge of this powerful machine. I think it's a bit like that. In our culture in general, men, white men of privilege, have always had the feeling that they can just speak and do whatever they want without thinking about others. And I think it's about time that changed. And on that note, here are our three things to help you be a better person. Number one, the fundamental idea behind cancel culture is great. And you can use it in your everyday life. For example, if Kevin Spacey has a new movie and you disagree with his behavior in the past, or Louis C.K. comes to town and you have the chance to buy tickets, or you don't agree with Jeff Bezos's business practices, you have the absolute power to decide for yourself not to support those people. And you should exercise it. Think too, when you come across terms such as cancel culture, 
Maybe take a moment, step back, do your research, and find out where the word comes from, what the original meaning is, because often these terms are appropriated from marginalized communities and misused in mainstream culture. And thing three, cancel culture is now being used on all sides for all sorts of things. So when you see it happening, maybe look at the entire context, look at it for yourself, and think about the situation for yourself, rather than what different groups might have an interest in telling you. Thank you for listening. Until next week, goodbye. If you like this podcast, please subscribe and share it with your friends. And if you like, you can share your internet obsessions with us. Tweet us at the underscore miss underscore informed or follow us on Instagram at the underscore miss underscore informed. You can also send us an email at misinformed.podcast at gmail.com. You can also listen and subscribe via YouTube. For news about the show or upcoming events, and links to all our sources, references, and other geeky inspiration, subscribe to our newsletter. You can find the link via our Instagram. We are an independent, non-profit podcast. If you would like to show us some love, you can make a one-off donation via our SoundCloud, or support us on Patreon at patreon.com misinformed. Thank you for listening. Until next time, goodbye.